Welcome to the More Than Just a Doctor podcast. I'm your host, Lil Supranet, MD. I'm a life coach for physicians, a practicing hospitalist, a wife, a mom of two boys, a reader, a dancer, a dolphin enthusiast, and all the things. Just like me, you're more than just a doctor. And that's what we're gonna talk about each week. Doctor stuff, regular life stuff, and all the things that make life rich and interesting. I'm so glad you're here. Let's get started. Hello, friends. I'm Lil Soprenit, your host. This is episode number seven of the More Than Just a Doctor podcast. Welcome. This today, I'm going to talk about, um, I think this is my last in my series on friendship, but the title of this podcast is This Is What Friends Are For. I thought I was done talking about friendship, but my last few days in the hospital, a couple of things came up and I really felt compelled uh, to bring it to you all, um, food for thought. And I wanna come back to why have I been so spending so much time talking about friendship? So I just wanna say it again, the quality of our relationships is the quality of our lives. It's our people. Over and over and over, it's our people at home, it's our people at work, it's our extended family, it's our community. This is really what makes our lives, and so it's worth spending time on. If you like evidence, uh, please take a look at, there's a really great book called The Good Life, Lessons from the World's Longest Scientific Study of Happiness, and it's by uh, Robert Waldinger, MD, and Mark Schultz, PhD. Uh, this is the Harvard Men's Study on Happiness. This um, study has been going on for more than 80 years, and the two authors of this book are the current shepherds of the study, and it's a really wonderful book, but really it's about happiness and quality of life. And the whole damn book is about relationships. So uh, you don't have to take my word for it. Uh, check out this book. So what brought me to this episode, the This Is What Friends Are For, um, are a couple stories that happened on my series of possible shifts last week. And so the first one um, I'm going to share with changes some details. But basically, you know, I was going on my rounds and ran into a work friend uh, a colleague, and this is someone that I'm friends with outside of work, but not super close. So I would call this a work friend. And I happened to know that something was going on with a family member. So I just asked her, you know, how her person was. And, <clears throat> you know, what came out was, um, and I really wanted to know. What came out was, um, you know, the story, the details, um, there's an illness and a decline and, you know, frustrations with aging parents, um, things I'm also familiar with. And it was a lot of emotion. There was fear, um, sadness, frustration, guilt, and um, I was very happy maybe happy is not the right word, 
but yeah, no happy. I mean, I was, I was just there for my friend. I wanted to hear whatever she needed to tell me. But the thing that struck me was towards the end, uh, she actually apologized and said, you know, I didn't want to dump all this on you, you know, this, you know, emotional burden. And what I said with 100% sincerity is like, this is what friends are for. I'm your real friend. And so I want to um, make a case for all you um, friends out there who are listening that your people, your friends in regular life, your friends at work, um, they want to hear your troubles. They want to um, be the receiver of emotion, even when it's difficult. People want to be of service to you. They want to, this is what friends are for, really, quite literally, this is what friends are for. And when you allow someone to be the recipient of your emotion, your hard stories, then they have permission to, at another time or the same time, you know, let you be the recipient of their hard things. And this is how we have connection and support in our lives. So I really want you to um, think people want to be your friend in the truest sense of the word. They want to provide that support and uh, listening and sometimes advice or whatever it is you need. That's what friends are for and people want to do it. And when you allow that, on your side, when you allow other people to be that support for you, then you give them permission to ask the same at another time. So really when you're asking for service, you're allowing service, it's very reciprocal. And I, I also wanna be very specific here and say that sometimes I think we, we think that work friends or work acquaintances are not to be relied on this way. And I think that's really um, underutilizing the whole network we have at the hospital, at our offices. Um, we have all these people who want to, to do this and be this and be um, real friends to us. And so I just wanna invite you to be open to that interaction on both sides. So that's story number one from this stretch of days. There was another story that's sort of similar, but a little bit different flavor. And I think you all may recognize this, especially um, if you work in the hospital, but really this is applicable everywhere. So I think this was the day before, but I had had a, a pretty difficult interaction with a family of a patient. This is not uncommon. Um, and there was a big hullabaloo, which is its own story, um, but I won't share it this time. Uh, but imagine uh, back and forth from the nurses, nurse supervisor, ER. It was a whole, like it was a whole thing. But ultimately the patient landed on a different floor in a different room. And so I'm coming around to, you know, see the patient and the angry family um, for like the third time that day. And I ran out of the corner and I saw my friend 
um, who's the charge nurse. And I just was so relieved. And this is just another example of, um, this wasn't exactly a friend interaction, but really it was. I was so relieved to see my friend, M, and because I knew, one, we've been working together for seven years. I knew that she and I share a language about patients. We share a vision and that I was going to be able to, in very few words and looks, communicate the very necessary um, situation and what needed to happen uh, to her in like a minute. And that's what happened. You know, I, I went in and saw the family. I came out and spoke with her. She wasn't directly caring for the patient. She was a charge nurse and she's a great charge nurse. She sets the tone for the, the nurses. And basically my message was this. Um, and she, you know, I know we're simpatico. I got to connect with my friend and say, it doesn't matter who's right. What we need to do is be as gracious as possible, right? These people are upset. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't matter who's right. Like there's, there's absolutely no gain in being huffy and sort of snotty, which sometimes we want to do when we feel that we've been wronged. And what we need to do is be gracious, be extra accommodating. I, you know, a little extra TLC. And she's like, yep, got it. Like done, totally understood. And then she turns to the floor nurse whom I didn't know. So I got the value of my friendship extrapolating over to this other interaction and the floor nurse was confused she you know she she's was young and didn't have that experience of um how sometimes we need to just let people be right and the whole thing but my friend the charge nurse turned right to her and started communicating very specifically, you know, what needed to happen and started calming the floor nurse. And it was beautiful. And this is another, it's just another angle of friendship, of connection, and, and part of the value of your network. And I bring this up in the context of friendship because I, this person is a friend. And so actually after that uh, patient interaction, then we got to talk about spring break. Our kids are in the same school um, and share on that and like have like a little more lighthearted, fun interaction. But we have these interactions all the time and many times they go unnoticed. So here I want to invite you, one, to make use of those connections, to to see, you know, see your valuable friends at work when you've got them. But really the point of this story more is to invite you to notice that when you have it and noticing the things that you have that are going right, the assets that you have are part of uh, creating uh, satisfaction at work, which is the next series I'm going to talk about on the podcast. Um, so, and then the third thing I want to talk about in terms of this is what friends are for is, um, along a similar vein, this is, these are all work stories. So the theme, theme of this is, this is what friends are for, um, I suppose at work. But the third thing I want to talk about today is sharing your hard things 
with your colleagues in the office. I think we don't do quite enough of this. You know, our jobs are stressful. Um, we're physicians. I'm a hospitalist, you know, patients very sick. I've also recently worked in clinic. That's stressful in a very different way. And I think sometimes we choose to isolate ourselves. We have thoughts that, you know, we should be able to handle this. Again, that people don't want to hear our, our hard things. And that is just not true. So I want to invite us all to be more open and talk to our colleagues and our work friends, you know, in the office about hard things that are going on. And this can look like, um, hey, can I run this by you? Sometimes we're worried about a patient, worried about a case. We don't really know what's going on or we're not sure about a decision. And just having a trusted colleague to hear the data Oftentimes, if someone asks that of me, I have them pull up a computer because that's easier for me. And we just run through it together. And, you know, the other person may have a fresh perspective or they can just provide reassurance that, you know, we're on the right track. That is so valuable. And back to the first part of the story. When we invite people, when we are the person who's doing this for someone else, when we're the person who's looking over a case for somebody. One, it makes us feel good. We want to help our colleagues. We want to help our friends. Like this is what friends are for. But we also then have an opening, like then we have someone that we can we can do that with next week when we're worried about a patient case. So that's, that's one piece. Another piece is just to share um, when you come in and you've had that difficult interaction with a patient or a family, or you've had an unintended outcome that's really stressing you out, I think that we should share more often and more openly, not in uh, a complaining way. I, th I think that's an accepted way um, culturally to share, but in a little more open way to, to say some of our feelings, like, I'm worried, I'm scared, uh, I feel bad, you know, all these things, it, it humanizes our experience. It really, it really helps. And it helps not just us, again, it helps our friends and colleagues. So this is what friends are for. This is what work friends are for. Um, and I just wanna invite you all to one, do this more often consciously because people want it, want to offer help. And then we want to get help. But also the point of this is to notice that you've even got this. Be aware of this amazing resource and network that you already have at your fingertips. And enjoy, enjoy the social part of work. All right, that's what I have for you today. A little more serious than some of them have been, um, but I think this is really important and I hope that this helps one person. So that's it for today. I will see you next week. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me today. 
If you like this episode, you're going to love working with me directly. Sign up for email updates from me in the show notes. I'll send you a fun email every week called Friday Favorites. Everyone loves it. Or if you're ready to get started creating your rich and interesting life, book a free consultation with me to explore working together one-on-one. I can't wait to meet you. You'll find these links and other resources in the show notes. See you next week.